Hi friends, it's me, Stephanie, your host of Immersive Crime. Firstly, this week, before jumping into a case, I want to give a huge thank you to everyone who has listened to the first episode of Immersive Crime about Julie Popovich. I've enjoyed hearing all the feedback about that case. It is so appreciated. Also, I wanted to let you know if you're in the Columbus area and see my primitive forms of advertising, also known as posted notes, drop a comment on the Immersive Crime Instagram page at immersive underscore crime underscore podcast. You're going to see a picture of those posted notes on there as well as photos of Julie and I plan to post more photos about other cases I cover as well. My mission is to bring attention to those victims who haven't had much coverage by other podcasts just to keep their names out there for people to remember who they were and that they matter. I'm also doing my best in keeping immersive crime shorter, like quick fixes of true crime, not to take up someone's whole day. So, thanks again. Warning to listeners, this episode contains descriptions of workplace violence that could be triggering to personal trauma. Please listen with care. This week is the story of Ginger Ballard and Lance Herrera Dempsey. Let's get started. Sit back and visualize. We are in the capital city of Columbus at Christmas time in the year of 2017, not that long ago. Almost three inches of snow has covered the ground and people are preparing for the upcoming holidays. I'm sure all the stores and public places are playing all the classic Christmas music and have been since the 1st of November. Everyone is bundled up and bustling about. Christmas is a very busy time of year for lots of people and businesses. The post office isn't excluded from this bustle, making sure everyone's cards, letters, and packages make it to their destinations by the big day. My family has many members who work for the USPS here in Columbus or have retired from the post office. I reached out to ask about what the rules of conduct was like for them in 2017, especially during the holidays. I was told that letter carriers are expected to complete all of their deliveries to empty every day. This also means everything that was loaded for them had to be delivered before they could quit. This includes things that are not personal mail, such as the advertisements that you receive via mailbox. This can make for long days as those advertisements are not sorted with the mail and the carriers are responsible for doing that as well as making sure the mail is correctly delivered. A lot of carriers are also responsible for other things such as pickups from other mailboxes along their routes to take back to the office on top of delivering all the mail. These responsibilities make for long hours and even longer days. Most postal employees start their days well before dawn and finish after sunset. I would like you to meet Ginger. Ginger Ballard was 53 years old with hair that was reddish blonde. She also had a very welcoming smile in all the photographs I have seen of her. She had a partner named Karen and they met 20 years ago in their jobs with the United States Postal Service. Karen told Channel 10 News, a local channel, that she can remember the very day that she met Ginger, how she looked, what she was wearing, even down to the smallest detail and how she smelled. 
Karen also stated that she knew that day that Ginger was her person. She was the one for her. Karen went on to say Ginger loved many things. The Ohio State Buckeyes, of course, art, craft beer, and adventures. But most of all, she loved her family. Ginger had worked for the United States Postal Service for 25 years, and according to Channel 10 reporting, she never missed a day of work unexpectedly in those 25 years. She became postmaster of the Dublin Post Office in 2014. According to the website worktron.com, the job of managing a community post office that's part of the U.S. Postal Service is referred to as postmaster. As a post office branch supervisor, a postmaster has a wide range of responsibilities from ensuring mail is delivered to homes and businesses to overseeing retail operations and managing post office staff. Basically, Ginger was the manager of the whole post office. Many of her employees were quoted in saying that she was such a great postmaster and she would not only manage her employees, but she would also mentor them as well. Ginger's work ethic did not stop at her employees. It extended to the customers. It was reported that the post office customers said Ginger was always happy to help them and would go above and beyond their expectations. Now, let me introduce you to Lance Herrera Dempsey. Lance Herrera grew up in Bishop, California. After graduation, he enlisted in the Army. He was stationed in Germany, and while in the country, Lance met Stephen Dempsey, the love of his life, who he married in 2015. Steve went on to explain to Channel 10 News that for Steve, it was love at first sight. He is quoted as saying, Lance was very witty, very funny, and people were attracted to him just because of who he was. In the 1990s, being gay and in the army was a hard thing for Lance and Steve, as well as many other people. It was the era of don't ask, don't tell, and because of their commitment to the U.S. Army, they had to keep their love hidden until their service was over. Channel 10 quoted Steve saying, You know what? It was okay because I was with him and that's what mattered most. Many sources in research for this case said Lance loved to travel and explore new places alongside his husband. He was very adventurous, outgoing, and free-spirited. He loved to live life to the fullest, and his family was everything to him. He loved animals and would take his dog many places with him. A family member of mine knew Lance personally and stated that he was always the sweetest guy, and when he would come for a supervisor inspection to her office, she would always make time to chat with him. Lance started with the USPS, he was a mail carrier, and worked his way up to being a supervisor. He had been employed by the United States Postal Service for 12 years. On Friday night, December 22nd, Karen and Steve had no idea that their lives would change forever the next day. Karen recalls to Channel 10 news station that Friday night, her and Ginger had a telephone conversation. You see, Karen lived in Cincinnati area and worked for a post office there, while Ginger lived in Columbus and worked at the Dublin office. They spoke about the upcoming holiday plans and what they were going to do over the weekend. Karen is quoted saying, The last thing she said was, I love you, babe, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Stephen recalls that on Friday night, they did their nightly routine. They said their I love yous and went to bed. Lance left early Saturday morning without waking Steve to go into work. When Steve woke around 6.31 a.m., there was breaking news.
On Saturday, December 23rd of 2017, the Dublin Police Department responded to a 911 call around 4.25 a.m. to reports of an active shooter at the post office on Emerald Parkway. According to an article written by the Atlanta Black Star, three witnesses told investigators Deshaun Stewart was completely nude inside the post office and identified him as a co-worker. Please be warned, the next is a more graphic portion of what happened to Lance and Ginger. When Stewart walked into the post office onto the dock, Lance asked him, what are you doing, man? Shocked, I'm sure, at seeing a co-worker arrive to the workplace nude. Stewart then shot Lance in the shoulder, and once he fell to the ground, he shot him at least one more time. Some sources say two more times, but whichever case happened, Lance was fatally shot in the head. Stewart only targeted Lance, who was his supervisor. After the events with Lance, Deshaun headed to Ginger's office, but she was not there yet. While all this was happening at the post office, many articles stated that Stewart had his three-year-old son in the car with him. After Stewart checked for Ginger at her office, he fled the post office, making his way over to Ginger's apartment. She only lived about two and a half miles away from the post office. She was the postmaster at Stewart's station and was the one investigating complaints of work issues. Deshaun Stewart waited in his vehicle with his son for nearly three hours for Ginger to come out of her apartment. When she was walking to her vehicle, Stewart approached her with a gun, still nude, and chased her around the parking lot. He slammed Ginger to the ground and bludgeoned her to death. She was found between two cars in the parking lot of her apartment complex. When the authorities arrived, Deshaun Stewart was still there. They were able to take him into custody. In the end of an interview Karen provided with Channel 10, she stated, I know my girl was a fighter and I know that's how she went out. I just know it. It would come out the reason that Deshaun Stewart committed these acts of workplace violence was in retaliation of punishment. He was under a current investigation and pending dismissal from the post office. Many of the sources that I have interviewed for this case said that he was caught throwing away the required advertisements in a dumpster near his route, and some even thought it could have been for attendance issues. Stewart told police that he was being harassed at work and had been harassed since he started there. Deshaun Stewart was facing charges of federal murder and aggravated murder for the killings of Lance Herrera Dempsey and Ginger Ballard because they were employees of the United States government. The Columbus Dispatch reports Deshaun Stewart appeared in a federal court in Columbus. The 25-year-old was facing the death penalty for two counts of murder and the death of his supervisors. Psychologists had determined Stewart had suffered a manic and psychotic episode at the time of the crimes and was not fully aware of his actions, and he was found not guilty. However, Stewart would undergo more evaluations to see if he was a harm to the public. That's where the information trail on Deshaun Stewart ends, and I wasn't satisfied. That wasn't the answer I wanted about his fate. I wanted to know what happens to those who commit crimes like these and are declared not guilty by insanity. In my research, I found out that it isn't like he's just walking free. He would be sent to a mental institution for the criminally insane and attempts to rehab into recovery. I learned there are three major psychiatric hospitals that are indeed jails. One is located in Chicago, one is in LA, and one is in New York. This is most likely why I could not find any information on the fate of Stewart.
In my opinion, it's a very suspicious situation. A man arrives completely nude with his child in the car and is out of his mind in a manic, psychotic episode for hours at a time. I mean, I'm not a licensed professional, and maybe it is possible. However, why would he only target those in a psychotic snap? Why not more people? I mean, I'm glad it wasn't more people, but why only those two? His supervisor and postmaster. Whatever Deshaun's legal fate was, I only truly hope that the families receive some type of justice for these hideous, hideous acts of violence. closing of our case i want to leave you with words of love from karen and steve about their partners karen is quoted saying the following ginger would want me to remember our plans this weekend and she'd want me to remember our conversation on friday night and she'd want me to remember how happy we were we just knew that we weren't going to live this life without each other i never in a million years thought this was going to be the end steve goes on to say the following about lance places I probably never would have gone if not for him. He was always out front, taking the lead, saying, let's go, and we'd go. We'd just have a blast. For the gifts of love and lessons that Lance shared with Steve, he is grateful. There were gifts under the tree from Lance to Steve, and vice versa. Steve read Channel 10, the card that Lance had selected for him that Christmas, and it quotes as follows, A husband is the only one you're always thinking of. A husband is the man who has your heart, your life, and your love. Steve remembers this is his way of reminding me how much he cared about me. It's so simple, a piece of paper, but it has a lot of meaning. I wanted to cover this case to bring awareness to their stories and remind people, just as Julie's mother, Peggy, in our last case stated, reminding people that they were here and that they still matter. Also, because these people had beautiful love. As you know, June is LGBTQ plus awareness month, and these stories show you above all else, love is love. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your time. Until next time, love each other. Everything for Immersive Crime is written, recorded, edited, enslaved upon by me, Stephanie Morris. Thank you for listening. And if you're enjoying Immersive Crime, please, 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 please share with everyone you know. Please. That'd be great. Thanks. See you next time.